0: I'm Sean Crawford. Illinois voters are deciding if the state should change how it taxes income. A ballot question asks if the state should switch from a flat to a graduated tax where the wealthier pay a higher rate. For Illinois issues this week, public policy journalist Dan Vock looks at the financial implications for Illinois no matter the outcome. And I spoke with him about his report. So Dan, let's begin with Illinois fiscal predicament, which is driving this effort. Just how bad off is Illinois?
1: Well, as you know, uh, Illinois has the worst credit rating of any state in the country, and that reflects a lot of different uh, financial problems that Illinois has. So Illinois has a backlog of somewhere between 7 and $8 billion in unpaid bills. It has a massive pension uh, liability. And on top of that, uh, now you have the coronavirus, which is, uh, you know, cutting the revenue that's coming to the state. So uh, all the states are being negatively affected by the coronavirus and the recession that's resulted, but Illinois has fewer options because it's been trying to deal with all of its other uh, budget problems coming into the crisis.
0: So there's a lot of need there for money. The idea to impose a higher rate on income above $250,000, that would bring in a windfall to the state. How would that money be used?
1: Well, the governor says that he wants to use that to address what's been a chronic problem in Illinois budgets, which is that, you know, when you add up all the revenue coming in and all the, the expenses that are supposed to be uh, taken care of, uh, it seems that every year they're just a little bit short, and that little bit is actually a lot, but it's 2 to $3 billion. So the idea when the governor proposed this This would bring in somewhere around $3 billion a year, and that would take care of that sort of chronic, what they call structural deficit. Um, So that's what this money would be used for on the governor's plans. Obviously, there's a lot of, as we mentioned, other stresses going on, but that's sort of the idea of why the governor was pushing this.
0: Supporters, including the governor, have framed this as an either-or scenario. Either it's approved or some difficult choices would have to be made. What would those most likely involve?
1: The governor hasn't listed all the things he would want to do if his amendment fails. Obviously, his hope is that the amendment passes and that more money would come in. However, it's pretty likely that uh, there would be some borrowing involved. The legislature Authorized the governor to borrow money from the Federal Reserve under a special program for uh, coronavirus relief, and Illinois has already done that once, but they could do it again. Another option that's uh, probably going to be discussed, if not actually enacted, uh, would be a broad-based income tax hike. So uh, right now, most people pay about 5%, and it would, you know, it could go up to say 6%. So something along those lines. Those are sort of the big uh, things that could get through. And then the the third uh, possibility is that Congress could come and help with the coronavirus-related sort of expense fall-off. But that still leaves, you know, the year-over-year problems that Illinois has. So that's only going to help through this uh, economic crisis.
0: I know opponents to this graduated tax proposal, uh, including Republicans, are saying, well, there's another alternative, and that would be to take a closer look at our spending, make some cuts, make some changes in policy in the state. Uh, That doesn't seem as likely with Democrats in total control, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see some sort of reductions. The question is, you know, how much? So the governor has asked his agency directors uh, to come up with uh, some potential cuts for this year and for the coming year, uh, 5% for this year and 10% for the next year. But we should know that the governor also did something similar last year. He also asked his agency directors to come up with potential cuts. Um, The question is, you know, how much are they willing to uh, put those cuts out there? Uh, The governor argues that this is not the time to cut down on, say, you know, the public safety uh, spending for state police or the National Guard. It's not the time to reduce... uh, spending for schools that are already under stress because of all the coronavirus uh, sort of extra expenses and kids not showing up. Um, and, and so he's saying basically this is a time when people need the social services, they need the, the uh, services provided by the state, so I think it's going to be hard for them to make any deep cuts, although you'll probably see uh, some cuts um, being enacted.
0: While we're on the subject of the opponents to this, uh, we're also seeing quite a bit of advertising that's going on out there right now, saying this could lead to uh, raising taxes on small businesses, could lead to raising taxes uh, on retirement income, which right now the state does not tax. We're hearing a lot of different arguments here. Do they hold water from what you've been able to find?
1: Well, I think it's one thing to keep in mind is that if this fails, the legislature could also tax retirement the reason Illinois doesn't tax retirement income right now is a political choice. It has nothing to do with the powers of the legislature. So that would not change one way or the other. You know, the governor says he's against retirement income. He told me that, you know, he doesn't support it. The Democrats won't support it. Uh, The treasurer's also floated the idea of taxing retirement income, but that I think was in a forum over the summer. But now he says that he's completely against that idea. So it is possible that they could tax retirement income if the fair tax passes, but it's also possible they could tax retirement income if it doesn't pass. So there's a lot of speculation as to what will happen if this tax passes or if it doesn't. The amendment itself doesn't help or hurt the chances of retirement income tax getting passed.
0: Governor Pritzker, since he took over, has been relying on this idea of a graduated tax. And I know some have felt that he's kept the budget in a holding pattern, uh, just waiting for this to occur. And I guess we'll find out soon if that strategy worked or not. But Dan, it seems like it's been a gamble for Pritzker.
1: Especially in this last year, the governor and the legislature have tried to keep their options open. And one big reason for that is the effect of the coronavirus pandemic. So a lot of states have tried to hedge their bets a little bit to try to see you know, how the economy is going to respond. Will the coronavirus go away quickly? Will stores start, you know, reopening? Will people start spending money again? That was one factor that people, especially legislators, didn't know this spring when they were crafting budgets. Another factor is what Washington is going to do. Will they come to the aid of not only state governments specifically, but also local governments, transit agencies, universities, and everybody that sort of depends on state government support? So there has been a lot of sort of hedging, on, but I don't think it's all because of the fair tax vote. I think that's a a big part of it. Obviously, the governor is not going to want to go cut popular programs if it turns out that the state does have money to fund it. On the other hand, um, with the coronavirus, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so I think that they are sort of trying to keep their options open for as long as they can. Uh, one example would be the, the borrowing from the Fed, which they have until December to decide whether they're going to do. I don't think they're going to hear a decision about that until you know how the fair tax fares and how much money Illinois is going to have available to it.
0: Well, you're on that subject. What what are the pros and the cons of that? I mean, bringing in some money and helping pay down bills uh, certainly makes some sense, but uh, there's probably some other long-term cons to the idea as well.
1: Right, and you know Illinois is already highly leveraged uh, as, as as a state goes. Moody's uh, pointed out recently that only Connecticut has sort of a higher uh, rate of debt to revenue. So Illinois has a, a a low credit rating, which means that when it borrows money, it has to pay a higher interest rate. Just so, like if you have a low credit score, your interest rates on your credit cards are going to be higher. So. The idea that Illinois could go to the Federal Reserve and get a low-interest loan is attractive to sort of bridge the gap. The problem is that it's a short-term loan, that these are due within three years. If you take out, say, $5 billion, you're going to have to find another $1.5 to $2 billion for each of the next three years to pay that money back. So it it helps you in the short term, but in the not-too-long term, Uh, it really makes balancing the budget even more difficult.
0: Before we wrap up, Dan, I I guess the question a lot of people may have on their minds is, is this idea of a graduated income tax in Illinois, is that going to solve Illinois' financial problems? And from your reporting, uh, what did you find to be the answer?
1: Well, I don't think it's going to solve all of Illinois' budget problems, but it could address some of the bigger ones. Right, some of the more immediate ones. So, for example, it won't solve the pension crisis, but if Illinois has a better match between uh, revenues and spending, then obviously it can do more to pay down its unpaid bills, uh, you know, reduce its pension uh, liabilities, uh, and uh, sort of take care of other lingering needs. So. Even the proponents told me that they don't think this is going to be the thing that solves everything about Illinois, but their argument is that you have to start with something. This is a, would be a substantial, you know, step in that direction, and then that would put them in a better position to address the other financial problems that Illinois still has.
0: That's public policy journalist Dan Vock. You can read his Illinois Issues reports on the graduated income tax and the implications that's available at our website.